Hello boys, Dad here. I was chatting with someone I work with, someone who grew up in the church but left it in their faith. It was an interesting conversation for me because they left because of something one person said to them. One person. Over the years I've had plenty of disturbing interactions with people that could easily have derailed or even destroyed my faith. Truthfully, they have had me question lots about what I believe and how I live. There was someone who as part of their commitment to God became a Salvation Army soldier. Part of that is agreeing to not drink and not gamble, yet they would regularly drink and buy lotto tickets, and it seemed everyone knew and did nothing. That made me wonder what being a Christian was. They were saying they were going to live one way, then doing things that weren't aligned with it. No, they're not mortal sins that separate us from God, but they were behaviours they publicly proclaimed they wouldn't indulge. Another person I knew took every opportunity to say they were Christian and went to church every week. Then they treated women in a way that doesn't reflect the kind of relationships Jesus talked about us having. Another who is actively involved in their church, a leader even, is dishonest and deliberately misleads people in his business so he can make more money. There have been lots of people who have been influential in my faith. Some were significantly older. Dr. Cook, who all three of you have met, is one of them. Maybe I'll tell you more about him one day, but today I want to tell you about someone much closer to my age. There have been lots of people closer to my age, you'll probably hear more about them in coming weeks. This one included me in his life. We went to movies, hung out and we were friends. We talked about faith and he encouraged me to explore who Jesus was for myself and not just blindly accept life in the Salvation Army Church we were attending at the time. He talked about faith being different to religion and the dangers of being religious. I really thought he was a great guy, way cooler than me, smarter than me, and he knew so much more about Jesus and the Bible than me, so I naturally accepted what he believed. This went well for a few years, and then he became concerned about water baptism. The Salvation Army doesn't think it is necessary to be saved, and doesn't encourage it. They don't actively discourage it, but it isn't something that is talked about, they pretty much ignore it. For me it wasn't something that concerned me, but it really bothered this guy. Eventually he left the Salvation Army because of it and he went to a different church that said you had to be baptised. It wasn't long until he was out of my life because I didn't think baptism was essential to faith. This hurt. I was angry and confused. I didn't know what to do. Should I toss in my faith because they were insisting on doing something that I thought was religious? It didn't seem right either that he kind of just turned his back on me. Is that how I should act? I remember not knowing what to do about it and just coasting along for a couple of months. This friend, this person who was helping me build my faith, suddenly insisted I do something that seemed like a religious act to me. I thought, and still do, that believing Jesus is the Son of God and turning to follow him actively every day is faith. I believe that because when Jesus was on the cross, there was a thief who recognised Jesus was God's Son, and Jesus said to him, you will be with me in paradise today. He didn't get baptised as part of choosing to follow Jesus. Then there is what I think is the crux of faith, the resurrection. If Jesus was resurrected, and I don't think there's any other logical conclusion, then that is supernatural, and the supernatural power of the resurrection trumps any action borrowed from religious practices of the day. Yes, Jesus was baptised, and we talk about following him, but Jesus told us we would worship in spirit, and not in the ways people always had. Sacrifice, ritual, physical actions, etc. Rather, he was going to send the spirit to change us from the inside out. Rather than needing to look different like all the first century religions, followers of Jesus would be recognised because they were different from the inside, not on the outside. Baptism doesn't do that. It doesn't change me inside. It does signal to those in church that I'm serious about following Jesus, but I'd be no different today if I'd been baptised 30 years ago. Nobody would know unless something changed and began to grow inside of me. 
Jesus was talking to some religious leaders one day, and he talked about how careful they were in following the rules of their religion. They did everything to ensure they looked the part. They wore the right clothes, prayed in public, so others would know, made a performance out of giving money, and followed all the other outward signs of being a friend of God. Jesus acknowledged this, then added, the things that matter, the actions that come from the inside, from an attitude of gratitude, from loving others the way God loves them and us, was missing from their lives. That is the essential part of faith, being changed from the inside, loving more, forgiving more, accepting more, reflecting God's love more. I don't think this friend of mine did that. Anyway, what I want to say is faith is based on that internal change, growing to better reflect the character and love of God. My friend's decision didn't derail my journey out of religion and into faith, because he had taught me about the internal change, not the external actions. He was one of the people who started me off chasing faith instead of religion, so it could easily have derailed my faith. He introduced me to lots of the music you're hearing. He was an authority for me on what being a Christian meant. He informed me, talked about how faith could be more than church on Sundays, how it could make a difference in the world, in others' lives, and in mine. Here he was requiring what I think is a religious act be a requirement for my faith. The only thing that has stopped my faith from crumbling when my friend said I had to be baptized to be a Christian is because of the verse where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Almost 30 years ago, it prevented my faith collapsing. Time and time again in the years since that moment, others shake my faith with their actions, or what they say, but that verse stops my faith failing. Since then, I've met many people who proclaim to be Christians. They talk about Bible verses they adhere to, how they're involved in their church, how they follow the rules of the church and are good people. Then I see them mistreating people who work for them, unfairly demanding favours, or withholding payments, or a promotion, all for petty self-gain. They're dishonest, they lie about others, they steal by misusing work funds for themselves, taking more than they're entitled to, knowingly breaking rules and policies, then covering it up. All manner of behaviours that aren't, well, things Jesus would do. All of them claim to follow Jesus like me. In many ways, they all cause me to question my faith every day because their behaviour isn't what I think it should be. Am I wrong? Have I made a mistake? Should I turn my back on church? On faith? On Jesus? My faith isn't a copy of others, like it wasn't actually a copy of my friends. Others have spoken and continue to speak into it, even those who I think miss the basics sometimes. After all, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Others help me in the same way that streetlights illuminate the footpath when you're walking in the darkness of night. If you keep walking forward, then one light going out won't affect you. You may trip or stumble a little, but if you continue looking forward, if you keep moving forward, you will make it to where the next light illuminates your path again. Larry Norman wrote a song called One Way. It talks about Jesus being the basis of faith and the way to life. Back then, it allowed me to continue moving forward despite seeming like a catastrophic roadblock. The song includes one line I love, one way, free and forgiven. So boys, know that people will come into your life and provide incredible friendship and knowledge about your faith, not religion. Don't base your faith around that person, even though they might be cooler than you, smarter than you, and they're helping you figure out your move from religion to faith. Not a dead faith of no value, but one that changes you, changes your thoughts and attitudes, changes your actions, and changes the world around you. Gran and Papa have always done this to people around them. You've probably heard stories from others the way I have. Mum and I try to do the same as we attempt to let our actions and lives reflect God to those around us. We want the way we speak, interact, work and live to reflect how God loves others and loves us. We want our relationships and actions to be a glimpse of what God is like, how he intended life to be. 
Don't let someone, no matter how important they are to you, be the foundation of your faith. Don't let a single light be the voice of your faith. Look at Jesus in the Gospels and know that he is the way to life. Grand, fulfilling, exciting and ultimately life as it was supposed to be lived. Remember there is one way to live, even though it works out in a million different ways in the lives of others around us. Be generous with your words and actions, quick to forgive and young men who pursue truth. Love you boys.